Scott Harold is known for his interviews. Well, you're asking great questions. I think you're in the right career path, my friend. <laughs> I really do. Scott Harold's SOS Radio podcast starts, starts now. So if you ever ask an older person who's changed over the course of their lives, they'd probably tell you they wouldn't even know where to begin, right? But over the course of the past 10 or 15 years, that change has become pretty accelerated. And we're talking about it today with author and speaker, Dr. Mike Bechtel today at SWS Radio. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for the opportunity. So over the course of your career, Mike, you've taught thousands of seminars on what healthy communication looks like. And I think a lot of times we don't listen to people or we just talk over people. And then we wonder why everybody's so angry. <laughs> you know, I think you kind of hit it on the head with the listening part is because usually we talk about communication and we figure, all right, if I say my words and get, it, get my point across, then I have communicated when all I did was deliver my content. And if the listening part isn't in there, it's a monologue. And we wonder why it doesn't work. Well, especially if the other person is doing the same thing. So I think if I could just front here, if I could take one thing and say, what would I change or what would I focus on to make my communication skills better? I would learn the skills of really impactful listening. So beyond just actually pausing for a second and taking the time to not speak, what do you think we're missing about listening, Mike? I think it's partially our own agenda. We care about how we come across to other people. A lot of us are people pleasers, and we want them to like us. We want them to be impressed with what we say. Or we're passionate about an issue, and we want to make our point, and we want them to get the point. We figure if I say it clearly enough, then obviously they will get it. And we know that even on social media, that never works. But that's why listening is not so much about paying attention so that I can answer their question or to say the next thing. Most people do that. It's like, I, I think we listen to someone, we hear what they say, but while they're talking, I'm thinking of what I'm going to say next. What if I could just set that aside and just focus on listening to understand? And that means probably what I'm going to come out of it with as they're talking I will probably ask a question about what they just said so that they know that I heard them. I'm not just trying to bring my agenda out. The more I can switch it around so they become the focus of what I want to find out, it's listening for understanding. That changes everything. It changes it with our kids. It changes it with our elderly parents. It changes it with our spouse. Pretty much anybody, if we can learn to just go in with a spirit of curiosity, and listen to really understand what they're saying, what they're thinking, and what they're feeling. There's a difference between listening to understand and listening for a pause and a discussion so we can jump in and say what we really want. We're talking with Dr. Mike Bechtel today at SWS Radio. Mike, communication is tricky because it's so easy to say, you know, hey, I'm going to communicate regularly, I'm going to communicate effectively, and then when we want to follow through, we forget to listen, or we're just trying to communicate an agenda. We're not having a conversation. We're not actually seeking to really understand. We're just seeking to be understood half the time. That's really true. And it's probably because we look at our conversations as something where I have, like you said, I want to make my point. I want to get it across. And so it's two people telling stories to each other. But a lot of times we see things differently. And we feel like if I'm telling you my perspective and it's accurate in my eyes, then if you don't agree with me, there must be something wrong with you because it's perfectly clear to me. And in that case, I think of two people that are standing on the 
the front lawn of a house and the back lawn of a house. The front of the house is pristine. It's been manicured. It's been painted. It just looks gorgeous. The back, they haven't done a thing to it. It's overrun with weeds. It has trash. And so I'm looking at the front of the house thinking, this is gorgeous. You're looking at the same house thinking, this is a wreck. And we're yelling back and forth to each other over the house. And I'm saying how great the house is. And you're thinking, you're crazy. It's horrible. I'm doing the same with you. Real communication takes place when I'm humble enough to say, okay, this is what I see, but I'm going to walk around to the back of the house and stand with you and just look through your filters to see what you're seeing. And then I understand now you come to the front of the house with me and you see what I'm seeing. It doesn't mean we have to change each other's opinion. It's just if I realize everyone has a different perspective than I do, if I can listen to understand where they're coming from, it opens my eyes and it opens the trust that happens between people. You know, you wrote a book called One Minute Tips for Confident Communication. Like when we want to cut through with the things that we're trying to communicate, we want to be organized, we want to be confident, but we also want to drive a point home. Where do we start? I think it starts by not trying to drive the point home at the beginning. That would be like when you go to buy a car or something and the salesperson starts showing you the features of a particular model without finding out what you need. And all of a sudden you're going, they're not listening. They really don't care. They're just trying to make the sale. And that's why I don't know that I would ever want to just jump in and, and make my point. This is a relationship. It's a real conversation. It's not a sales process, no matter who it is, family, friends, anybody that we meet. And so I want to have that opening part of a conversation to just really understand what they need, what their issues are that they're dealing with, so that if I have something that can help them, I position it based on what's important to them, not what's important to me. We're talking to Dr. Mike Bechtel today at Swiss Radio. We're talking about how we communicate, how we cut through. A lot of times we're trying to speak, maybe it's in a school setting or a work setting, and you just feel like, ah. My thoughts are just all over the place, and I try to communicate them, and it just sort of sounds like a disaster or a word salad. Mike, where can we start to actually build some confidence in the way that we communicate? Well, I think part of it is the intention of doing it. When you realize there are things in life that we need skills for. You need skills in the job. And so I take training. I take courses. I study. I'm intentional because my job depends on that. We have things that interest us, like some people like to play golf or a different sport. They'll pay for lessons. They'll take lessons on how to do that well. They're very intentional about practicing and moving into it. And I think that's where we start is to recognize conversation. We have to be able to communicate with everything we do in life. It's the way that life runs. If it's that important of a skill and it has such an impact on our relationships, why wouldn't I be intentional about even taking lessons or reading something like this, or just really thinking about what does it take to connect with this person? I want to find the common ground that we have. And the skills are pretty simple. They really are. There's little things that we can do that can make a huge difference in that initial conversation. It can change everything. One example I can think of would be if I give someone my full attention and I give them eye contact, which means if one of my kids comes in and I'm reading something or I'm watching something and they say, hey, young man, I got something I want to talk to you about. 
then I don't do anything else. I've had, I had to train myself with my kids that whatever I'm doing is temporary. My relationship with them, their future is permanent. I will pause the TV. I will put down what I'm doing. I set my phone down to make sure that they know I'm 100% with them in that moment. Now, that's a little thing, but it's not as natural because everything else is pretty interesting. So I want to focus on something as small as that. One of the common misconceptions about introverts and extroverts is that introverts don't really enjoy socializing and extroverts thrive on it. And we're talking with Dr. Mike Bechtel today at SWS Radio. And some of those assumptions aren't exactly true. Introverts enjoy conversation. You know, and the difference often lies in how the two types of personalities recharge and you know, like introverts recharge more by being alone or being out in nature or maybe extroverts recharge by being around a lot of people and conversation is important to all forms of people and Mike when it comes to finding conversational skills that work when you're trying to connect with people that are different than you what have you learned I think the biggest thing I've learned is that I have unique skills I'm an introvert and I have struggled with that when I was young but then I realized that that is simply how I have been wired. It's how I was created. It's my skill set that I bring into it. And to the degree that I try and pretend I'm an extrovert, it's going to always backfire on me. The thing that makes me the most effective is using who I really am and the skills I've been created with. It's almost like sometimes we feel like we're in an extrovert society because they're the ones who talk. Introverts tend to think deeply. And they usually won't say something until they have formed it. So they need a few seconds to think through it before they really know what they think about something. And that doesn't mean I'm slow, but it means I'll be in a conversation with an extrovert, can't think of exactly the best way to say something until the conversation's over. And about five minutes later, it's like, oh, I should have said this, but I need that time to process. Whereas an extrovert tends to shape their thoughts by speaking them out loud to recognize the difference. And that's why in conversations with an extrovert, a lot of times if they say something and I don't know a quick response, I'll just say, that's a really interesting point. I'm not sure where I would go with that. Let me think about that just a little bit and then I'll respond. It could be the next day by email. It could be in the conversation saying, give me 10 seconds, I got a process. And it's honest because it's our inner strengths. You have the strength of sensitivity. They can pick things up from other people, whereas extroverts have the ability to, to speak quickly. Now, Dr. Mike Bechtel is a best-selling author. He's written books like People Can't Drive You Crazy If You Don't Give Them the Keys or The People Pleaser's Guide to Loving Others Without Losing Yourself. But you just wrote a new book, Mike, called One Minute Tips for Confident Communication. What was the reason that you decided, I want to write a book about communicating where we're at? I wrote that because I recognized growing up that it was always a struggle. I didn't know the basics, and I was always worried about how it was coming across, especially when I would see other people that were very fluent, and they could just speak, and I thought, why can't I do that? I remember in high school, one of the football players, I was standing next to him somewhere, and he asked me a question, and I couldn't think of a response right then, so I didn't say anything for probably about three seconds and he says, what's wrong with you? Can't you just spit it out? And I didn't know how to respond to that either. So he left and then I'm feeling horrible because I didn't know the skills. But something as simple as knowing how to find basic common ground between people. The little things that I can learn 
to use that I can have available so I don't have to be faking it. I don't have to pretend I'm an extrovert. I can be myself. And if I can get comfortable with that and really settle into who I am and the way that I function, it gives me the ability to use that as my superpower. And I can bring that into those conversations and actually be confident in that setting. That's why I called the book Confident Communication. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.